Hello and welcome to another episode of Can I Make You a Playlist, a podcast by two friends where we talk about music and at the end of every episode, leave you with a new playlist to enjoy. I'm Austin and I'm joined by my friend Lauren. How's it going, Lauren? It's going. Awesome. It's going over here too. I'm glad to hear it. Well, today on the episode, episode four, we're going to talk about our Spotify wrapped. It's that time of year that everybody loves where we get to see how we listen to music this year, our top artists, our top songs, and whatever else Spotify wants to kind of throw into the mix. This year, they threw in some interesting ideas, including some strange genres that neither of us had heard of before. Lauren, do you know what POV Indie is? I think we're all wondering what POV Indie is, but I'm not surprised in the slightest. I feel like every year, Spotify, when they do this, they throw in a genre that everybody seems to get on theirs and has no idea what it is. Yeah, I mean, after a few years of seeing indie poptimism, I thought that was going to stay that way, but apparently POV Indie uh, is taking over by storm. So what other genres did you see that were a little strange? Um, That's the only one I can think of off the top of my mind. Mine was pretty straightforward this year besides POV Indie. I got, like, modern rock, but it's funny seeing, like, Rock, modern rock, pop rock, pop indie, indie pop. Like, it's all very similar, just scarily similar. I know. It feels, like, borderline pretentious to to talk about music in such, like, specific terms. I mean, for us, it, it helps to, like, get somebody to understand what it is. But, you know, to people that aren't listening to music as much or they're not as into it, you know, I'll, you know, Naming something with more than three words can be a little overwhelming. So I think sticking to two is pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Keeps things fun, though. Keeps things entertaining to see what everybody gets. Yeah. What did you think of the whole uh, your your town feature that, you know, kind of placed you into a specific city based on your listening taste? What did you get? I got, don't laugh at me, Madison, Wisconsin. Whoa, that's close to me. Yeah. So wasn't thrilled about that, but the more I thought about it and saw everybody else's, the more I realized how meaningless it is. And they, again, they always do this. They throw in like a silly little thing in there. This year happens to be what city are you? And the more I looked at everybody else's, the more I realized, okay, this has no meaning behind it. Like it's kind of completely random because I saw people who got Burlington, Vermont and who got Provo, Utah And it would say, like, similar artists. And then, for example, my sister got Provo, Utah. And she was listening to totally different songs, like, complete opposite end of the spectrum from other people who did. So, same thing with my friend um, Allison. Shout out, Allison. We were just talking before this recording. And she got Burlington, Vermont, which I feel like everybody got. And a lot of the times we saw people had, like, Noah Khan and, you know little indie folk groups, but she was listening to like Steely Dan and Broadway. So Interesting. it's completely meaningless. Yeah. I mean, as much as they claim Spotify claims it's, it's our data every year. I feel like something is just like a little bit slightly off and how it's kind of compiled or what buckets they drop things into. I mean, at the end of the day, like that part of the business is not why they're in business. It's mm-hmm. it's fun and like it's fun that they experiment with different things. 
Admittedly, I did like the city thing more than some of the other weird little one-offs that they've done in the years past. So it was fun enough. It got people talking. I think that's kind of what they wanted. But mine was also pretty basic. I got Cambridge, Massachusetts, so around the Boston area. I think that was another one that a lot of people were seeing. But it was a fun little feature. For sure. You hit the nail on the head when you said I got people talking. That's exactly what they wanted. That's all. Yeah. But what else should we talk about? Should we dive into our top five songs? Are you ready? I'm so ready. But we're super excited because we've been sitting on this for like almost a week now, right? Yeah. So we've had time to study our top 100. Let's talk about your top five artists first. Starting at number one, the undisputed champ of Austin's Spotify wrapped for several of the past few years is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Not really a big surprise there. But congrats to them again for being number one. Two was Colony House, another mainstay for me. Three was Del Water Gap, pretty new for me this year. Four was Alton Goon, the Anatolian psych folk band that I enjoy. And number five was honestly a huge surprise. It was Carly Rae Jepsen. When I saw that, I was like, did he really listen to her that much? But at the same time, I kind of believed it. She did have that kind of B-side album come out this year that I did listen to quite a bit. And I think there was just, I playlisted her a bit, so there was a lot of songs that I listened to pretty often. But yeah, that B-side album that she came out with had some tracks that were kind of all over the place, like different types of genres that she doesn't normally experiment with. Uh, in the song Collage, it kind of sounds almost like a an Anderson Pack kind of like soul song. She's got some like really good, you know, pop anthems as well, but she's in has some like psychedelic dance songs and psychedelic switch, I'll tell you what, if that song doesn't get you dancing, you might need to get yourself checked out because that song gets me moving every time. I love it. I like her. I just haven't listened to her enough. I feel like the last album I listened to, is it called Emotions? The one with Run Away With Me. Yeah, Emotion. Great album. Yeah. So I'm fake. I don't have much to say there. But she's great. I feel like you said you were surprised with this one, but the other four were not surprising. Does anybody else feel that exact same way with their artists every year? Because I feel like every single year, I see my top five songs and they're very accurate. And then I see my top five artists and there's always one where I'm like, okay, there's no way that that's actually in my top five. Do you feel that way? That is one thing. Yeah, I mean... Again, it kind of comes down to the data, and I'm a music nerd, so I use other uh, music data tracking apps such as Last.fm to like get a really quantitative look at exactly how many times you've listened to something or how many times you listen to a specific album or an artist. And for the past few years, Spotify has done, I would say, a better job than years past of like keeping that accurate. But this year, it seems to be a little off again, like. They claimed I listened to one of my top songs like 24 times, but when I looked into it on Last FM, it was only 20, and it came out this year, so like I don't, you know, the cutoff wouldn't really make a difference, but I feel like there's always a little bit of kind of like Spotify kind of gaming it, but you know, what can you expect? They're they're doing the best they can, I feel like as well. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Lauren? What are your top five artists? I think we have some in common. We do. Number one, pretends to be shocked, Colony House. Oh my god, what? Not Colony House. Nobody saw that coming. 
I, to be honest with you, my guess, and I said this in our last episode, I thought it was going to be Mr. Wives was number one. Mr. Wives was actually number two. I knew they were going to be close. I really did. Because those two albums I listened to a ton. But Colony House beat them yet again. I don't know if that was accurate or not, but regardless, that's how it came out. Yeah, Mr. Wives, number two, not a surprise there at all. Can't get enough of that album. I already went into a whole speech about it in the last episode, so I won't say too much there. Then number three was my off one. So this happens every year. And it's always an artist that, like, at one point in my life, maybe last year, maybe two years ago, three years ago, they were definitely my number one. And for whatever reason, they just stayed in the top five, even when they haven't really, they aren't really supposed to. So that's Hippocampus for me this year. I was very surprised to see Hippocampus as my number three artist. I don't think that's accurate. Yes, I did see them live in concert in May, and I did, you know, listen to them a lot in preparation for that show. But I don't think they were top five worthy. They definitely didn't have that many songs in my top 100 either maybe like three Interesting. so very weird but moving on the last two are definitely very accurate kayflay number four if you've met me for even five minutes you know that kayflay is one of my favorite artists of all time one of my favorite people of all time she is the moment she is everything and then Samia is number five. I talked about Samia so much in the last episode, too, so I don't want to be super repetitive. Definitely saw this one coming. Um, I listened to the same handful or two of her songs over and over. Same thing with Kayflay. It's like a very select few songs that I listened to throughout the entire year, but they still ended up in my top five. Yeah, which Kayflay songs did you gravitate towards? Ooh, I have them written down here. So TGIF... That's the one featuring Tom Morello of Rage Against oh, the Machine. I, the I love that they collaborate together because there's. it sounds crazy cool. Like, it's really good. It is really good. Um, she actually has a song with him on one of his albums. So yeah. And that was years prior. So it was really cool that he came on her album. The guitar solo is amazing. Um, Four-letter words off of her. So TGIF is actually on her album from two years ago, like whatever the previous album was. Same thing with My Name Isn't Catherine. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. But from her album that came out this year, the song Raw Raw, that was the first single from the new album. Shy was the next single. Shy is one of my favorite songs in the album as well. And then Irish Goodbye. Did you ever listen to that one? Was it on the new album? It is. It's featuring uh, the singer of Pierce the Veil, which is kind of random. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Okay. That was pretty good. It's so much fun. It's giving me grandson vibes so much. And I know her and grandson are like best friends and they toured together yeah. this year and they make music together all the time. So it was very obvious, like his influence in the song. As soon as you listen to it, even if you only heard like one grandson song ever, you're like, oh my God, he obviously made the song with her or influenced it because it sounds straight out of his album. That's fun to have your touring compatriots, their influence come through like that. I love that. Yeah, besties. But same thing with Sammy. I loved um, Triptych. That was in my, it's pretty high up on my top 100. Um, I love the way that song builds. I, it so, starts off very soft, very acoustic. 
And I'm not super big on, like, soft acoustic songs. Not that I don't think that they're beautiful, but um, I just gravitate towards, like, more upbeat stuff. Just depends on my mood, really. But that song, the way that it, like, I don't know, the way that more more instruments are introduced throughout Mm -hmm. the song and it kind of, like, builds up and then it kind of, everything cuts out at the end is really beautiful. And then... Of course, all the ones that I mentioned in the last episode that are on her new album. We we love it. It's so good. Did you ever get a chance to see her tiny desk? Oh my god. No, I haven't watched it yet. Remind me after you, this, I need to watch it. Any Samia fans out there need to watch this tiny desk because it's probably one of the best ones I've seen. Granted, I haven't seen all, all of them or, you know, hundreds of them, but it was a huge favorite of mine. Like, it was very intimate all of the band like really contributed and like harm, like when all of the members like sing and harmonize together, like that really gets me. So I love that. Yes. I can't believe I'm so embarrassed that I just admitted that I haven't seen it yet. I'm meaning to, I promise. I just keep forgetting. Ah, we're all busy. We've all got our own problems and music to listen to. So never any nope. judgment on that one. No excuses. No excuses. What about your top five songs? Are, do those line up a little bit with your top five artists, or are they a little bit different? Um, kind of a mix, actually. So I have Off My Mind by Joe P. Joe P is someone that I don't really listen to as an artist, like, as a whole. Um, I saw him live last year. He opened up for Joy Wave, and he was awesome. I really liked his set. I really liked his sound. He's had a great live, but I just... He was one of those people that I'm always like, oh, I need to check him out. And then I forget and I keep putting it off, keep putting it off. A lot of that going on in my life. But he's someone I always meant to listen to. And then I have a close friend who that's one of her favorite artists. He was actually her top artist last year, her number one. So she's always talking about Joe P. And so he's definitely always been on my list. But what made me actually listen to the song this year was... No surprise, he put out a song with K-Flay. It was an older song of his that he re-released featuring K-Flay. And I loved it immediately. Not just because of K-Flay, but something about the song. Like I said, I was talking to you before we started recording. I said, I don't know what kind of crack he put in the song, but (laughs) it's just so addicting. It makes you want to listen over and over and over. It gets better every single time you listen to it. And that's why it was my number one song of the year. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I, I totally missed that one. So thanks for putting it on to me. Please, as soon as we're done recording this, I need you to listen to it. Because I don't know what it is. It's nothing crazy. Like, it's not... I don't know how else to describe it. It's just so good. Maybe I'm just... Solid. Weird. Yeah, solid song. Um, my favorite line is in the chorus. is um, when he says, I'll be making toast in the tub with all my ducks in a row wearing all of my clothes. The way he delivers that line is is so good. You just, you have to be there. You have to listen to it. That's amazing. And then this is so funny. So I, I'm going to say this up front. I am, I predict my, my top songs every year. I'm very good at like exactly predicting my top five. Usually I get at least four out of the five, hundred percent correct. I even got the order right, which there was only one song that I couldn't pick between two, and it was one of the two. So with that being said, I knew that Off My Mind was going to be my number one, and I knew that Barely On My Mind, very similar song titles, was going to be my number two song, and I was right. So that's by The Regrets, Barely On My Mind, 
Funny enough, The Regrets is another one, just like Joe P, that I have been meaning to check out because a friend introduced me to the song. I loved it. Obviously, it became my number two song of the year. I played it to death. And I'm always saying I'm going to check out The Regrets, and I still haven't gone around to it. And yesterday, I found out that they just broke up. What? Apparently. My friend took I the did not, no, I did song. not hear that. She, she told me yesterday, and I was like, oh my god. They were my number two song of the year. Like, how does this happen as soon as I get into them? That's really surprising. I mean, I started listening to them too because of what you were telling me about. And yeah, I really like some of the songs on that album. So that's really too bad. Okay. That is too bad. But either way, shout out to Joanna introducing me to the song. Um, It was like at least a year ago. And then I rediscovered it this year. It just became a little relatable to my life. So I started listening to it again, and I was like, oh my god, this is so much fun. Very groovy, very dancey. So definitely recommend checking that one out. And then my number three song is Always Get This Way by The Aces, which I talked about this in the previous episode. Go back and listen if you haven't already. I mentioned in that episode that when they were, like, releasing like promo for this album and they teased this single on instagram as soon as i heard the little like 15 second preview i knew i was gonna love it and it ended up being in my top five after that was nosebleeds by mr wives nobody is surprised there i talked all about this in the previous episode and then my number five song mad at me by samia everybody knows i played that song to death this year i love the feature um i love how danceable it is and the like distorted guitar in it Mm -hmm. i don't know how else to describe it but it's one of those things that it makes me feel like i'm being pulled like i'm being stretched out like i don't know have you ever seen oh my god i'm about to make another willy wonka in the chocolate factory reference (laughs) okay hold on Hold the phone. If you haven't watched the last episode, I talk about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and I was not planning to do it again. This is a different version. This is the Johnny Depp version. Do you remember the kid that gets stretched out, and in the end of the movie, he's, like, super long and, like, super yeah. flexible? Yeah. <laughs> the song Lengthy. This song makes me feel, like, when I listen to that, like, distorted guitar that, like, plays over and over in the chorus where it starts off like soft and it gets like louder and like more intense. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm being pulled and like, I don't know. I don't know. I might cut that out because I am embarrassed that I made another reference to that franchise. No, that's great. I mean, I showed my mom this song and she liked it. I I think just kind of like how they kind of like alternate, like some parts where one of them is singing and then the other, I think it's kind of like a nice little like Mike pass kind of moment, but yeah, that's that's another one that I really liked from that album as well. So, how do you predict these so perfectly? Like, what's your secret? Like I said before, I am the kind of person who listens to the same songs over and over and over. When I like a song, I play it to death. And so, someone like you who goes through and listens to albums like top to bottom, I mean, I do that too, but I feel like especially this year, you've mentioned this in the last episode your listening habits were pretty different than mine. And it was very much like, if you're going to listen to music, you're only going to listen to an album all the way through. You're not really going to like make a playlist and like listen to certain songs and pick and choose songs. Am I right? Yeah. 
Spotify gave me the hypnotist was my <laughs> listening style. So yeah, they said that's a person who, when they start an album, they like to listen to it all the way through, or at least listen to the songs like in order through the album, and then maybe they'll finish it later. But what was your listening style? Do you remember? I'm pulling it up right now. As soon as I saw yours on your Instagram story, I was like, oh my God, that's so accurate. It's, it's a little too accurate. <laughs> like it's kind of coming straight for me because in a funny sort of way, like my top listen to song was, I listened to it only 24 times. Like that's not that many. And mine my was mind. 104. <laughs> yeah. Like in years um, past, I've, I've listened to songs like way more. But apparently, like, my listening was way more spread out this year. I thought that was so funny. When I saw your 24 and your, like, listening habit thing, I, I was... circled it. Yeah, I was like, LOL, this is very accurate. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed. But anyway, I got Alchemist. It says, listening is your laboratory. You create your own playlist more than other listeners do. Um, literally it. the name of this podcast. She's making a playlist and a podcast and a playlist for the podcast. Yeah, I read that and I was so happy. I was like, absolutely, Spotify, you got that right. That's funny. Yeah, so my top song that I apparently listened to only 24 times is called Suicidior by Alton Goon. This is that Anatolian folk psychedelic band that I really enjoy. I'm going to butcher a few of these names because they come up again later, but Interestingly enough, when you're talking about lyrics, I like looked at my list and I was like, well, two of them are in Turkish, so I don't know what they're saying. The other one doesn't have any words at all, so it's completely instrumental. And then for another song, the lyrics are almost nonsensical, in my opinion. So apparently lyrics were not the key driving factor for me this year. But my second song uh, was called I Saw by Young Fathers. I think this is one of the first songs on their album from this year. So it probably got played the most because I always start at the beginning of the album when I listen to it and then however far I make it down into the album. But I did really like that album. It was it was a quick one. It was only like 35 minutes or so, but it was a good album that I listened to a lot when working out and stuff. But it was some alternative hip-hop rap from the UK where... They kind of incorporate a lot of African elements as well, which is really fun, and they do a really good job with it. My third one, and I'm probably going to butcher this one too, is Bari Sabah Omadan by Alton Goon again. This is another kind of banger on the album that I listen to a lot. If I was trying to convince one of my friends to go to this Alton Goon concert with me, this was one of the ones I put on the playlist so that they would want to go. But it's a very catchy and funky sort of song that has some psychedelic flair and yeah i think they just do a really good job with it my fourth one is a song called madly by the blaze this one was a bit of a surprise because earlier in the year you know back when i'm forgetting when i listened to this a whole lot i listened to this album very much and madly was one of the songs i always kept coming back to it's kind of like a psychedelic house some like good bass and beats. So whenever I was like cleaning my apartment, I would throw the song on and really just get a lot of stuff done. So it was a really good motivator for me. But again, no lyrics on this song. So if you're looking for that, don't go here. And my last one is Bunny is a Rider by Caroline Polachek. I know we talked a little bit about her 
last time. And this song, I don't think it came up, but apparently it was the one that I listened to the most on the album. But it is also a really funky jam. It's a good banger. I think when I posted it on my Instagram story, somebody that is also a fan was saying like, yep, that's the vibe. So it's it's a good song to get into a funky mood. So I've actually never heard you mention Young Fathers or The Blaze ever before. So that was interesting when I saw yours. I was like expecting King Gizzard or like someone that you've like talked about, I guess, in front yeah. of me. But it was cool to see. I was a little, I would say I was a little surprised that King Gizzard didn't show up on the top. But there are two albums that came out this year. I think I mentioned once that they're not albums that I wanted to listen to like every single day. Like Mm -hmm. they were only for like more specific moods. Like there are definitely some of their albums that I would listen to again and again. Like in 2021, when King Gizzard came out with Butterfly 3000, all top five songs were from that album. And so I just like streamed that over and over and over. But yeah, it wasn't quite the same this year. But The Blaze is really cool. They're like a French house group that my friend Jake introduced me to. And they put out something like several years ago that I really enjoyed. And kind of out of nowhere, they dropped this album and I I didn't hear about it until I saw another friend post about it. So I was like, well, I got to get into this. I was trying to make it a point to listen to more house this year. And when this came out earlier in the year, it really kicked things off very nicely. So it's a good one. Nice. I like that you have you have two songs from the same artist, but I like that it was different than last year where all five were exactly the same. Oh. I feel like that's always a little... I've been there too, <laughs> trust me. I've had a couple years where four out of the five songs... I don't think I've ever had where all five were this from the same artist, but I've definitely had a couple years where four out of the five were the from all from the same artist or all from the same album, and that's always... Um, a little, I don't even want to say embarrassing because you should not be ashamed of well, your music taste. Yeah. I think a lot of people agree with you if they have like three out of five or like more than that from the same artist. It's kind of like a little bit of a call out. It's like you should listen to more stuff or something like that in a way, but it's also like a good sign that like you really enjoy that that album or that artist. But the other thing about this year is I think it's the most minutes I've listened to, so I'm glad to be continually making more progress and getting more minutes listened to. I think I was at like 46,000. Oh, wow. I was at 27,000. That's impressive. Let's dive into our, our playlist, our top 100. Um, I guess how we right. wanted to do this episode was we're just going to pick like some of our favorites from that top 100. Obviously, we've already touched on the top five. But it's fun to like dive deep into not necessarily caring about the order, but just some songs or some artists that we haven't really touched on before on this podcast, and maybe songs that we have like very like specific memories attached to, things like that. So do you want to go first with one of yours? Yeah, I can go first. One song that I'd like to talk about is All Better by Mono Moon. I totally missed when this album came out in 2022. But in the beginning of the year, like in January and February, I was listening to this like all the time, like almost every day before work, I was listening to this album. And it's really fun because it's a side project from one of the members of Hippocampus, their bassist, Zach. And he doesn't always contribute a whole lot vocally on much of Hippocampus's work. Like he does background vocals and stuff, 
we don't really get to hear his voice so much or his production or what he wants to talk about. So I thought it was really cool. Like he did a phenomenal job. And of course, you know, he has the other guys backing him up with some production stuff, but I thought he did a really good job. It's, you know, some good indie, indie pop music basically, but there's a couple songs on there. I think all better is one of them where they have like a driving, like acoustic guitar. And that's again, a much different sound than a lot of what hippocampus does, but he does it in a way that kind of pulls together other elements of indie pop music. So it doesn't really sound too out of place. And I think it's just a really fun difference. Yeah, I surprisingly, again, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I still haven't listened to Zach's album. And I used to be the world's biggest hippocampus fan. Obviously, apparently, they're still in my top five most played artists. <laughs> But and Zach used to be like my favorite member when I was, you know, Ooh. a little younger and I had it's like picking a favorite member of a boy band. Zach was right. always my favorite back in the day. But um I I always mean to because I want to support him. Same thing with Nathan. It's not just him. Like all the other guys who put out solo stuff, it's just I I just forget about it and I really need to be on top of that. So I'm really glad that you brought that one up. Well, you better listen to the playlist we're gonna make then. Yes, absolutely. So one that I picked was the song 2AM by Foles, F-O-A-L-S. Shout out to my cousin, Marissa, if you're watching this. So she actually introduced me to the song. This was her number one most played song of the year. Not last year, but the year before, I believe. Could be wrong, but I think it was two years ago. And she was always mentioning the song and how much she loved it. So I finally checked it out this year and I was like, Oh my god, this song, no wonder, I, I immediately realized why it was her number one song, because it's so much fun. I had never heard of this band before, I was supposed to see them open for Paramore this year, but unfortunately I had to sell my tickets, I don't want to talk about it, but yeah, Fools, 2am, it is so much fun, makes you want to get up and dance, super upbeat, really need to check them out more, because I don't think I know any of their other songs. So yeah, check it out if you have it. Very fun. I've definitely heard of Foles, but I don't think I could legitimately name a single one of their songs. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to check this one out. You'll love it, for sure. Next one for me is a song called Give Me Back My Soul by Medium Build. Now I heard about Medium Build, I think through an Instagram story from one of the guys from Sir Sly. I can't remember which one it was, but whenever they post music, I listen because they've had some really good recommendations over the years, and I've found some bands that I really loved because of it. So Medium Build is a bit more indie folk. They got some driving you know, acoustic guitars, some Burlington, Vermont sort of vibes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this song builds so nicely, and the lyrics are, are pretty deep throughout this song and throughout the entire EP that Medium Build put out earlier this year. It's really good. And at the end, it kind of, spoiler alert, but it ends with him like screaming the lyrics a little bit more, not like screaming rock, but, you know, he starts off at like a a singing, a a neutral singing tone. And at the end, he's like really belting it. So you can really kind of feel exactly what he's trying to say in this song. Very cool. I love that we're kind of mixing things up with this because I've never heard you mention Medium Build. I've never heard of Medium Build. I love that you found it through Sir Sly's Instagram story. Mm -hmm. See, you're a much better person than I am because I 
always tell myself when I see people that I look up to, people who I love their art and their music, when I see that they're recommending music, I always like make note of it in my head and then forget about it. So good on you for actually checking it out. Thanks. My next one, these are in no particular order. I kind of just went through and picked some that I wanted to talk about. Sad Disco by Flip Turn. Have you heard Sad Disco by Flip Turn? I know Flip Turn. I don't know the song though. Okay, so how this came in my top 100 this year. I'm not really the biggest Flip Turn fan. I'm so sorry to my friends who love Flip Turn that are listening <laughs> to this. I they're they're really good. Like, don't get me wrong. They're yeah. excellent. But it's just not totally my style. It's not something that I gravitate toward that I like want to listen to all the time. But they do have a couple of songs that I really, really love. Number one, Sad Disco. Um, so I saw them on New Year's Eve, so almost a year ago, because we're recording this one of the first days of December. My first time going to a concert on New Year's Eve ever, so that was fun. But yeah, so I went to the show, and I listened to them a bit in preparation for the show. This was the end of last year. So my friends that I went with, their favorite Flip Turn song, at the, I guess at the time, I don't know if it still is, but it was Sad Disco. And they always played that song for me, and they always recommended that song to me. When I would go to their apartment, they would play it. And so it was one of those songs, I think the first time I ever heard it, I was just like casually listening to it and I didn't really like take it in all the way. And then every time I listened to it again, I loved it even more. It, it, it grew on me is what I'm trying to say. And so I ended up just becoming obsessed with the song, especially after hearing it live on New Year's Eve. So I started my year off January 2023 listening to the song so much um it has this moment around like the bridge where there's like a a build-up like it's very chill kind of vibes nothing too crazy nothing too exciting that's why i said it, it like has to grow on you you really have to listen to it a few times it gets to a point after the bridge where it builds up and it has like this i don't want to call it a drop it's not a drop but there's like this whistling. If you if you listen to it, you'll know what I'm talking about. The whistling part after the bridge. I live for that. Um, my friend Femi, shout out Femi. I don't think he's listening to this, but we went to the show together. He was in the group that went to the concert with us on New Year's Eve. He's a big fan of Flip Turn. He opened up a mosh pit to this song. It was the, the second song of the night that they played. So it was only number two on the set list. And he it was already good. starting a mosh pit. If you've ever listened to Flip Turn before, if you're familiar with them, they are absolutely not moshing music by any means. Very chill, indie, like, acoustic, rock type. Not even rock. I don't even want to call it rock, but you know what I mean. Not moshing music by any means, but Femi is so funny, and he actually opened up a very successful, quote-unquote, mosh pit to Sad Disco. And every time I listen to the song, it takes me back to that moment. Well, I'm also going to talk about a New Year's song or something like it. I definitely go through phases where I'm like listening to one album like consistently like over the course of a week. Mm-hmm. And an album that really grabbed me was an album from Gene Dawson. And one song that I absolutely love that always gets me going is called Three Heads, all caps. It's like a rock rap kind of album. Have you heard of Gene Dawson? Yeah, I know one song. Gotcha. Well, for me, it was kind of around the New Year's time. I I think it was like one of the first songs I listened to at the beginning of this year. 
because I remember I was at my friend Ty's place around New Year's, driving through the snow in Minnesota, and I just remember <laughs> blasting Gene Dawson while like trying not to lose traction in my car. So it was it was a very good time. But that song really hypes me up. It's pretty much the first song on the Chaos Now album. But that whole album is like really fun. Got a lot of good like you know hip hop moments, but also some like really good electric guitar. It's, I think it's really fun when rock and rap can blend together so nicely. I feel like it's really hard to do it well, but like when it's done well, it it can just really get you going. So that's that was definitely one of the top 100 for me. I'm looking it up right now. The one song I know from Gene Dawson is Pirate Radio. Okay. Same album. It's funny. So I didn't know if it was pronounced. I, I just assumed it was Gene. Maybe it probably is. But then I thought about it and I was like, what if it's John? You know, sometimes people spell John G E A. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I have no I've idea. I've never heard it said out loud. So if I'm, if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize. But that's, no, I that's... don't know either. Like, I, I just always thought about it because I know it's a guy, right? Yeah. And Gene is like typically a girl's name. And so I was like, oh my God, what if it's pronounced John and I've been saying it wrong? But I have no idea. So correct us if we're. Let us know if we're right or wrong. Um, Yeah, Pirate Radio is the one that I know. Funny enough, when I went to see Young the Giant at Red Rocks last year, he was the opening act, and I missed the opening act. So I never got to see him. That's a really strange pairing, but it would would have been fun. It, It was the weirdest lineup because it was him first, and then I got there right after his set. So I saw um, Fansagram. Okay. So it was the weirdest lineup because Fansagram was so different from Young the Giant. But yeah, that's how I know who that is. So I'll definitely check that song out. Okay, the next song I'm going to touch on is a fun one. Do you know Brian Storm by Arctic Monkeys? Mm, I don't think so. I'm, I'm pretty... I've missed a lot of Arctic Monkeys. My, my knowledge of them is not great, unfortunately. So it's definitely not a new song by any means, but that's what I love about my Spotify Top 100 every year. There's always like new songs that came out this year, and there's always a bunch of throwbacks on there, some older than others. So I really like that the song made it in. It's it's called Brian Storm, all one word. Say, so like, wait, it's Brian Storm? I thought you'd like typoed. You thought it was Brainstorm? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's funny is the first time I ever heard it, I called it Brainstorm, and then I realized, I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm looking at the name wrong. It's the name Brian and, like, Storm, like, Thunderstorm, but it's one word. So is it about a storm of Brian's? Like, what's the deal? Is it good? No. Uh, okay, funny enough, my sister actually, I was going to mention this, my sister and I live for this song. Like, this is our song. We played this on Guitar Hero 5 back in the day, which we didn't play a whole lot. Um, I think my cousin gave me her copy and it was like when we were getting out of playing Wii games or whatever. So we didn't play it a whole lot. We didn't really discover it, like actually start loving it until more recently. But she told me she looked up what the song was about. And I don't remember exactly the story she told me, but she said that it was like Arctic Monkeys. They were at a show or they were somewhere like randomly and they met a guy named Brian like they didn't even know who he was he was like a stranger but they really they just like decided they wanted to write a song about him or like a song inspired by this total stranger like i said i don't know the details i'll have to ask that's my fun. sister but that's what okay. she got on google so i love that <laughs> love that um it's just so much fun if you're familiar with the arctic monkeys like 
their popular stuff like AM and like the singles. This is so different from all of that. It is very upbeat, very like as soon as the song starts, it's not one of those songs that like builds up and has like, you know, high energy chorus, low energy verses. From the second it starts, it's super high energy, super fast paced. I actually got to work their concert this year and this was number two on the set list. And I looked up the set list ahead of time, so I knew it was coming. I work, typically I work at the gate, so like checking bags, scanning tickets, like before people come into the actual venue. And so I was at the gate, I was hanging out. As soon as I heard the first note of the guitar, I ran. Thank God my supervisor likes me and is like super nice and super chill. And I don't run, I never run, but I ran as fast as I could from the gate into the or into the amphitheater all the way down the stairs to the front of the stage by the pit. And I was like, I'm not going to miss a second of this song. And I lived my best life. It was amazing. So definitely check it out, Brian Storm. Um, I think you'll really like it. I think it'll, it's not like what you're expecting. Maybe that is the catalyst I need to become an Arctic Monkeys fan. Who knows? Maybe. (laughs) Well, next song I want to mention is by another UK band called The Japanese House, and that song is Boyhood. This song does not have the same sort of vibe as Brian Storm, but (laughs) it builds really nicely throughout the course. Um, It's a bit, I would say it's a bit of an anomaly. Well, not anomaly. It's a little bit more upbeat than some of the other songs on the album from this year. But this song kind of has like a little bit of a low driving beat that like slowly gets louder and louder through the course of the song. And it slowly like deepens as well, like they add more layers. That's one thing I always really like about the Japanese house. And after seeing them in concert, oh, just a couple of days ago, I was very (laughs) impressed by not only like the instrumental layering, but the vocal layering, like... I mentioned before, but whenever a band has like all of the members singing or, you know, if there's like a, a multi-part harmony, like it really gets me and they did that and they also like layered it and it was just beautiful. But the song was one that really like got the crowd bumping and it was just a lot of fun. And it's also like really bright, like it's a, it's a bright, positive song instead of kind of being a bit more brooding, um, which some of the Japanese house songs can be a little bit brooding, but this one just feels like you're kind of like releasing and it feels all sunny. And I really like this one. Ooh, I'm definitely going to check it out. Is it on the same album as, um, what's it called? Maybe you are the reason. No, this is from the new album from this year. Okay. You probably said that and I missed it, but the only song I know from them, there's two. One is maybe you're the reason I don't remember the other one, but it's on the same album. You showed me both of them. They're one of those bands that I'm always meaning to check out. I know I've been saying this so much, but Japanese House is always on my list because I like those two songs. So remind me tomorrow. I'm going to listen to them. Bet. I bet you'd really enjoy it. Yeah. My friend was going to go see them in concert recently, and the artist... Yeah, let's tell the story. Brianna, shout out if you're listening to me. Thank you for giving us concert. I don't know if we can tell the story. No, so this is the team. <laughs> so Live Nation's not going to fire me, okay? So basically, my friend went to go see the Japanese house at a venue where I 
sometimes work at. It's a really small venue and they have their own like house staff. So it's very hard for me to get on the schedule. I don't like work there a lot, but it's an awesome place. Anyway, she texted me asking if I was working that night. I wasn't, I was at a different venue, but she was like, oh, I'm going to the Japanese house concert and it just got canceled. This was like an hour before doors. And I was like, oh my God, what happened? And she tells me that due to protesting, I guess the day before, somebody had put dead fish in the air vents at this very nice venue, by the way. This is not like downtown Atlanta, like shady. This is Buckhead. This is like the Beverly Hills of Atlanta. And so for whatever reason, somebody put fish in the air vents and it made obviously made the whole place smell really bad and it rotted and then she said that they were trying to like get rid of the smell by putting like chemicals or something and it made it even worse and so the lead singer of the Japanese house came out and had to tell people waiting outside that the show was canceled because they literally couldn't breathe inside the venue horrible I felt so bad for her but she got to like meet the singer talk to her take a picture with her but still like I hope they rescheduled it. I really do. That has got to be one of the strangest stories I've heard about why a show is canceled. Right. I feel really bad for the people that missed the show because of that, but also it's kind of hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, this isn't funny, but it's, it's funny looking back, but not for the people. Cause I know if it was me, I would not be laughing. Like if I was the one going to that show, I would have been so mad. But that's true. So now when I whenever you say Japanese house, I'm sorry, but that's all I'm gonna think about probably for a long time. Well, you're gonna have to listen to some songs and it'll change your memory and you'll get to enjoy it more than the fish smell. <laughs> more than the fish smell, for sure. But let's talk about Foo Fighters for a minute. So I know you're not like the biggest Foo Fighters fan. I can't claim to be either, but I'm just, I'm fake because I love Foo Fighters to death, but I don't want to be like a poser and say that I know every single song ever. I definitely don't. With that being said, I'm going to recommend all of you a deep cut that if you are a casual Foo Fighters fan like me, you may or may not know the song. You probably don't. It's on the album Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace. I don't remember the year that came out. Sorry, but... It is not like other Foo Fighters songs. Not like other girls. Not like other girls. Yeah. So this song, I actually, oddly enough, I discovered this years ago, like when I was in high school, probably from a Pandora station. This is really aging me. But back in the day, I had a very short phase where I used Pandora. If you listen back to our very first episode of this podcast, I kind of talk about why I was using that specifically. But anyway, um, I discovered the song through a Pandora station. And for whatever reason, every once in a while, I go back and I listen, like maybe I listen to an old playlist or something. And I rediscovered the song this year, just randomly out of nowhere. And I was like, oh my God, how did I ever forget that the song existed? It is beautiful. It's acoustic, which you don't really see a lot of that from Foo Fighters. But it's totally different vibe from, like, their more upbeat, more rocky stuff. It's all acoustic, like I said. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it's just, like, calm. I love the lyrics. Again, it's called Stranger Things Have Happened. I don't even think I mentioned that in the first place. The song is called Stranger Things Have Happened. 
Um, not to be confused with, it has nothing to do with the show, Stranger Things. <laughs> Sorry, guys, it's an older song. No, I don't think I know that song at all. I haven't heard of it. No, if, if you're, like, super casual Foo Fighters fan, you definitely haven't heard of it. I probably would have never heard it if I didn't listen to this, like, Pandora station years ago. It's fun. Highly recommend. It's a really pretty song. Another song that I won't go into, like, super detail, but two Foo Fighters songs ended up on my top 100 this year. This one and the song Shame, Shame which it's on one of their newer albums, not the one that came out this year, but I think whatever album came out previously, I guess two years ago. I haven't, the last quote-unquote new Foo Fighters album I listened to was literally 2011's uh, Wasting Light. So I haven't heard anything from Foo Fighters since Wasting Light in 2011, but I worked their concert this year and I looked up the set list the day before and there was a song called Shame Shame on there from a newer album. And I didn't think anything of it. Foo Fighters has come out with a lot of music, a lot of albums. And it's hard to listen to the new stuff when you love the old stuff so much. And it's hard when you go to their concert and you just want to hear the old classics. But you also need to respect like that they're changing, they're evolving, they're still putting stuff out and you want to support them. So anyway... Um, I worked the show, and he brought out, Dave Grohl brought out his daughter, who was like 16 or 17, I think, maybe 16 years old, don't quote me, and she came out and she did a duet with him for the song, Shame Shame, and I ended up loving it, and I was so happy that I liked it, and I have that memory attached of like seeing his daughter um, like perform it with him, it was really beautiful, so... I recommend that one too, but I, I kind of squeezed two songs into one there. What's your next one? Well, that's perfect. I think my last one that I want to talk about is a song called Let's Make a Mistake Tonight by Ten. This album, or this song specifically, I remember I was listening to it like at work when I was having a really hard time at work earlier in the spring, and I just kept listening to this album, this song, and it like really got me through the days, and I like really fell in love with this song specifically just because it's got a nice building groove it's like a little bit funky it feels a little retro so i was like blasting this song to everybody that would listen i'm like man you gotta check this song out it's it had its teeth in me and maybe you know people didn't resonate with it as much but i was like Mm -hmm. this is the one that i really like but there's just like a really funky guitar riff and the bass is like prominent but still smooth and like not too obtrusive but this one it just like made me think of i don't know i never even watched twin peaks but just some like old like hotel where you know the singer is like trying to convince somebody at the bar to like you know make a mistake with them tonight in kind of a funky sort of way so it was it's a really fun one and like i said it just it was something I listen to at work a lot. So, like, when I think of this song, I, like, think of my workplace, which isn't always great. But <laughs> it's a fond memory because it, it helped me get through some tougher times. That's awesome. Tennis is a name I hear every once in a while, but I don't know, like, anything about them. I don't even know really what genre they were. They've been around for a while. They, you know, they had some prominent, like, hits, but they kind of fell back into indie-dumb, as I call it. <laughs> where you know they kind of have their more loyal fan base nowadays and they didn't really blow up but they still make some really quality stuff that's for sure nice well we'll add them to the list definitely check it out would it be cheating if i talked about one more give us one more lauren okay 
I want to shout out my friend Layla. Shout out Layla KP. She is a singer-songwriter. She recommended this song to me earlier in the year. We were talking about, we were having a discussion about songwriting. I really have been wanting to write music. I'm not a singer by any means, but I'm also not a writer, but for whatever reason, I really have been in the mood to like write lyrics anyway. So she is a songwriter. And I was, she was asking me like, what do you want in your song? Cause she was going to help me out. And I said, I really love the idea of having a voicemail in the middle of a song. I was thinking back to all of the songs that I like that have like little voice audio note snippets or voicemails or whatever. And I know I've touched on this in previous episodes too, talking about like Samia. Um, but yeah, I, I had mentioned that to her and immediately she was like, oh, the song Never Call Me by Janae Aiko. She said, Lauren, check that out right away. You're going to love that song. It has a voicemail in it. And so that night we left the studio. I got in my car and I listened to the song and I don't know what I was expecting when, cause in my head I was thinking like, oh, a little snippet in the middle or at the beginning or at the end. This song, have you heard this before? No, I don't know the song. So I had never listened to Janae Aiko before. This is my introduction to her, but it was a very good introduction. So basically the song is like, it finishes. And then there's still like a minute and a half or two minutes left of the song. And that's the voicemail. It's a whole, like the second half of the song is an entire voicemail. And it's so funny and it's so dramatic and it's very relatable. What is um, she talking about? It's, it's a guy that's, uh, oh, it's, okay. his name is Corrupt with a, with a K. Um, I don't know who he is, but I love him. He's actually like featured on the song, but his feature, quote unquote, is just the voicemail at the end. So I guess he's another artist. I live for Corrupt. Let me tell you, the drama, he's just, he's telling her because the song is like, asking like I guess a guy like why didn't you call me you never call me whatever and in the end he's like you don't need him like he doesn't have to call you I don't know what you're doing waiting for his call Uh, I don't want to spoil the whole thing but it just whatever I was going through at the time that I was like having this conversation with Layla it the, the voicemail really hit me deep and it made me laugh it made me smile and it inspired me I know that sounds weird because it's not something that's supposed to be taken seriously I don't think but it was very inspirational and it, wanted, it, it inspired me to write a song and add um, a voicemail like that. So if any of my friends are listening to this and you want to leave me one and you want to be featured in a song one day, <laughs> the door is open. That's fun. No, I mean, it's it's cool that this song inspired you so much to do something artistic. I mean, that in itself has a lot of value. Absolutely. You know, if only I'll do it <laughs> one of I these mean, days. Maybe we'll keep you accountable. Yeah. If we if we have like a Patreon one day, we should do <laughs> like songwriting with Lauren and Austin, which that we are not fun. songwriters by any means, so it would be really funny. Not yet. Maybe someday. Not yet. Yeah. Was there anything else you want to talk about Spotify raps related? Um, I was just looking back at some other past years and while King Gizzard has remained the same in the top for I think five out of the last six years. Can you guess which band replaced them one year? Uh, which band replaced King Gizzard? Yeah, so in the last six years, 
King Gizzard has been my number one artist for five of them. Can you name the band that replaced them that one year? I don't want to say Brock Hampton because I think Brock Hampton came before King Gizzard. Am I right? That's a, that's a close choice. They, they're definitely up there, but no. Okay, let me think. Because I know you were into Brock Hampton first, then you were into King Gizzard. I'm trying to think. I'll give you one more guess. Is it somebody that was in your top five this year? Yeah. Was it Altangoon? Nope. No? It was Colony House. Love those guys. Yeah. Yeah, in 2020, they were my number one. Oh, well. Because that album is incredible. <laughs> I was going to say, for a minute there, I was surprised because I know you like Colony House. I know you love them, but I didn't think that they would be your top artists. But when you said 2020, I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense because that album, Leave What's Lost Behind, a best album of all time. That's Whoa, that's a claim. Hot damn. Greatest album of all time. When we do our favorite albums of all time uh, episode, yes. that's going to be a whole soapbox there. So. I was going to say, we're going we're gonna to have to fast forward to that, that uh, <laughs> episode because we'll have a lot to talk about. But, but yeah, I think for me, it's just, it really depends on what artists put out albums that I really like. Even if like, you know, I say a band is my number one band or something. It really doesn't matter if they didn't put an album out that I really liked. It's like in, in 2021, I listened to a lot of coin Japanese breakfast, the avalanches and fickle friends because they put albums out. And like mm-hmm. last year, like Muna was my number two band because they put out an album that I really liked. So it's, it's kind of funny how that works. It is funny how that works, but it makes a lot of sense too. So last year I was very pleased with this year's top five. Um, I really liked how, all five of mine were from different artists because like I said before in this episode, I have a history with three or four out of the five of my top five are usually from the same artists. And I don't want to say I hate when that happens, but it's a little bit annoying. This year I was very happy that I had a good variety. Um, I'm very thankful I did not pull a 2021 and had all five of my top songs from the same album. So I'm also thankful that you did it. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm looking back on last year's and I remember being incredibly embarrassed because my number one song was Like a Stone by Audio Slave. And my number two song was Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. <laughs> um, I definitely do. Love that song. I knew that those were going to be my top two. I wasn't sure of the order, but I had them predicted. So I knew what was coming was no surprise. But I was dreading the day to actually see it in writing. So, I mean, this year was was really nice compared to that. Yeah. Personally, I'm extremely thankful. So I had a friend that needed to, like, listen to white noise while they slept one night. And so I, like, pulled up some, like, Spotify, you know, white noise for them. I'm very thankful that that did not count because it would have ruined (laughs) everything. (laughs) It would have ruined my whole year for Spotify Wrapped. Wait, so did you listen to that after October 31st? Because that's the cutoff. No, it was in like it was in like January or something. Oh god. I like deleted it from my last FM because I didn't want it on there. But um I don't know how Spotify missed it, but I'm thankful that they did. So yeah. I think we can maybe cut this out, but I think people who listen to white noise when they sleep are psychopaths, but that's just my sorry. Sorry to your friend. No, we're we're not cutting that out. But it does bring me back to 
I think it was 2017, I was also disappointed because I had that point in, in my life, I had like a sleep playlist mm-hmm. and they were all like instrumental songs. And those were just like, you know, song one through five, all from the same album, which again was disappointing. And then that made that artist my number one artist, which shout out to Sleeping At Last. I do love them. That is not the reason that I listen to them anymore. Like, I'm glad that they helped me sleep when I needed it, but also they have other much better songs to actually actively listen to. That's like my mom's. Oh my God. I don't have it with me right now, like the pictures or anything, but my mom's, she doesn't really use Spotify like we do, but she does every once in a while. And her top five songs and her number one artist, they were all Snoop Dogg's kids affirmations because she sometimes watches my little cousins who are four and five years old. Sure. Yeah. And she would play them these Snoop Dogg children's albums that were like kid affirmations. And he doesn't even have it under his name, like an under Snoop Dogg. He has it under the artist named Doggy Land. So her number one artist is Doggy Land. Gotta pull this up. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. It's a real thing. Affirmation song. Number one song. Okay. That was her number one song of the year. I love that for your mom. Yeah, and then she had, like, Catholic church music. She had The Rosary was her number one genre. Um, the Rosary? That's not a genre. <laughs> it literally said top That's genre. object. When she drives, she listens to The Rosary. So, like, that's what she uses Spotify for. And so her whole thing, it was like, if, if you have ever been to the Catholic church, you know, it was like one bread, one body, uh, gifts of finest wheat, like, so we we literally when she pulled this up we had tears streaming down like down our neck we were crying like sobbing we were laughing so hard it was hysterical and then she she had like you could tell she doesn't use spotify often because it was like the rosary the catholic church music snoop dogg affirmations and papa roach i guess one day Somebody sent her like a Papa Roach song, and he ended up being her number five artist of the year. So, yeah, if you have some very absurd or strange Spotify rap results, whether they're yours or your parents or your friends or whomever, let us know because we want to see them. <laughs> let us know and be sure to check out the playlist that goes along with this episode if you're new, if you don't remember, maybe. Um, this whole the whole point of this podcast is we have a corresponding playlist that goes along with each episode. So all of the songs that we talked about, all the artists that we talked about in here, maybe a couple extras, but you should throw in a few extras because I can't help myself. They will be on a playlist. We'll have it linked in um, the description of this episode, and we'll also have it linked in our like Instagram bio. If you go to our, I don't think we mentioned this before, but if you go to our bio on Instagram. It has the links to all the episodes on every streaming platform, and it has the links to all of the playlists. And if you don't have Spotify, I actually make the playlist on YouTube as well. Sorry, I don't have Apple Music, but um, you can check it out on YouTube as well. So all the links are there in our Instagram bio. And let us know what you think about these songs. I was really happy with like the diversity of my top 100 this year, so I'm excited to share these. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, if you made it this far listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Have a good holiday season.